Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we're continuing with the Geret Haramban, and we're continuing with different signs of humility, different ways that a person can, can or should demonstrate feelings of humility. So we discussed the, previously the idea of Rosh Chakafuf, his a little bit bowed, bended over, bowed over, his eyes are looking down, his heart is facing up, up to Shamayim. Now Ramban continues, Don't look at the person when you are speaking to him. Now, whether or not the Ramban actually means that you shouldn't look at people when you're talking to them or not, but I think in more contemporary terms, I think the idea is to, the way they translate in the, in the Perfei Shoshanim is, and both actually in the art scroll also, is don't stare at the listener to intimidate or to belittle him. Don't use a look in order to make yourself feel greater than somebody else. Whomever you see, you should view them as being greater than you. They should seem greater than you in your eyes. You think you're so special, but look at that guy and imagine that he's better than you. Think about ways in which he can be better, with you, better than you. And Ramban's going to actually very interestingly elaborate, I think in one of the most uh, important lines in Ramban, we'll be, hopefully get to that in the next uh, one or two shiurim, but there Ramban explains how you should have this perspective. But in the meanwhile, Ramban says that you should have this perspective when you see other people, that, you, that they are greater than you. That's part of humility. And he points out here in the Perche Shoshanim edition that it's natural for a person to be humble in front of those who are greater than him. Somebody who's wealthier, somebody who's smarter, somebody who has more, who's accomplished more than him, has a higher position. So yes, so naturally a person would be humble in front of them. However, the Chachamim teach us that you should be humble in front of all people, anybody who you see, you should be humbled in front of them. And Rahman's going to explain to us uh, later on how a person can even imagine that. If, if, if I'm wealthier than him, I'm, I know more than him, I, I have a higher position than him, so how could I feel humble in front of him? So Rahman's going to explain all that. But we're, now we're just doing the basics, the background. So Rahman says that when you speak to, I'm sorry, so he quotes here in the Perush, that when you speak to others, as if they are greater than you, will keep you from acting in any arrogant ways. You relate to others that they are greater than you, that saves a person from the feelings of arrogance himself. And he points out here, Rabbi Foyer points out, that people who are overbearing of others, who have that feeling that they feel like they're greater than other people, sometimes the way they manifest their feelings can be quite subtle. It doesn't have to be with verbalizing, it doesn't have to be with saying that they're greater or even walking in a way that they feel like they're greater. But even with a look, they'll use their eyes to demonstrate their feelings of greatness, their feelings of gava, gava, of arrogance, of lacking of humility. And that's, that's a problem also. That's also a lack in one's ability, in one's humility. And that's also something that we have to work on, that not to even to look at people, not to stare at people in ways that we use to demonstrate that we are greater than them in any way. And he quotes a very interesting, what he calls a folktale over here. I like this one, I like this story a lot. So he says, one time there was a man who thought himself to be a big Talmud Chacham, and he woke up at 4 o'clock every morning to go study in the Beit Midrash. And on his way, he would always meet this little poor an ignorant, I shouldn't say little, but a poor and ignorant shoemaker would always get up very early as well in order to make a livelihood, to go to work, to try to earn some money. Now, when the two passed each other every morning, so the uh, quote-unquote Hamid Chacham, so he was filled with pride. He said, huh, look at my scholarship, my knowledge, my diligence. I wake up at 4 o'clock to study Torah. This guy's going, waking up at 4 o'clock to go make shoes. <laughs> Who is he? 
uh, look, look how much I've learned, how much I've, I've, I know, and how much I've accomplished. And he looked down upon the, the, the shoemaker, which he viewed as being ignorant, with such contempt. He looked down on him, uh, he looked, so, looked down on him so much. When the shoemaker passed by this person who was perceived to be a Tamil Chacham every day, he says, wow, he, he, he had great deep respect for this Tamil Chacham. And he, he felt humbled in front of such a Tamil Chacham. And for every, every day, they would have this encounter for many, many years. They would pass by each other. And would continue each of them with these same feelings that they had on a daily basis. So at the end of Acharev, after 120 years, each one of them went up to Shamayim. And the, the scholar, the quote-unquote scholar, who felt this, this arrogant contempt for the shoemaker. So unfortunately, that contempt outweighed his good deeds and it tipped the scales against him. And the shoemaker, maybe he had some errors, some shortcomings, maybe he wasn't so learned, but the humility and the honor that he had towards the Tamil Chacham, the way he looked up to the Tamil Chacham, that lifted him up and it earned him a place in Gan Eden. So sometimes we could be have great accomplishments and great things going for us, but the perspective we have on other people can be very damaging. And sometimes a person who does not necessarily have such great accomplishments in his life, but he treats others with respect, but he lives life with humility, with honoring Tamidich HaChamim, honoring others, looking up to those, not thinking of himself being greater than others. So that can bring a person a major sukhut, a major merit. And he ends here with the comments that somebody who is smugly self-assured, that's the phrase that Rabbi Foyer uses, so he views other people as a potential threat. He's trying to maintain his image, maintain his, his self-image and or his way he thinks other people think of him. And he thinks everybody else is a, contempor- is a competitor for this race for approval. He's trying to get approval from other people. He's always in this race and he views everybody else as being a competitor. He doesn't trust his own self-image, so he's enslaved to the opinions of others. He doesn't have believe in himself, so therefore, what, what is he stuck with? He's stuck with how everybody else views him. And therefore, everybody else who in any way threatens the perception that other people will have of him or who may not think of him the way he wants people to think of him becomes immediately becomes a competitor, a threat to his own self-image. But when a person can strengthen his self-image, when a person becomes, thinks, believes in himself, he believes in his abilities, not in an arrogant way, not in a way that he makes he thinks he's greater than anybody else, but he believes that Hashem gave him certain strengths and certain responsibilities that come along with the strengths, which comes through studying Torah, learning Musar, etc., doing mitzvot, doing chesed for other people. So then, a person doesn't need to put other people down to feel to feel comfortable with himself, and to feel feel good about himself. Not in the arrogant way, but in a healthy way, because he's accomplished that internally. And that's what we all strive for, to create, to build a, a, a healthy, prosperous world inside of us that we don't become dependent on other people for approval and we can live our lives for, for itself and for its own value. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.